At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is our number two of the look at right here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. And we're going to be joined in our number two by Will Hill. He is at not the Will Hill. He does one of our great city casts over here at VEASAN. And you're able to catch that every year podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, list goes on and on. We're going to talk with him a little bit about what we're seeing here in the NBA postseason. If he's got any leans on these. And if we wind up having time, we're going to talk with him about some of the New York baseball teams as well. You wind up seeing... The Mets look very dominant on Sunday Night Baseball. The Yankees, they have had their offense really be able to step up after a relatively cold week one of the season. They have certainly been in full force, and we're going to be talking about them in a few minutes as well. So we have got that coming up on tap, and got a lot of baseball, got a lot of NBA that we're going to be talking about the final two hours here of the look at it. And when it comes down to it, I do think that it's going to be a really interesting next few weeks of the MLB season mentioned in an hour number one, the fact that you do wind up having these teams having to cut down the rosters from 28 to 26. That was a little bit of a circumstance in which you wind up having the truncated spring training. So the MLB decided to make it a little bit easier for these teams to be able to ease into it. Now we have been eased into it. Now is when the rubber meets the road. And I do think that that's going to cause for an intriguing matchup on Monday between these two teams as how about if we do take a look at one of these New York teams and this is going to be the basis of my DK Nation pick. We got 909-910 on the betting board. Yankees against the Toronto Blue Jays. Ross Stripling going to be going for the Blue Jays and you've got Jordan Montgomery on the bump for the Yankees with the Yankees. Slight favorites here. Anywhere between minus 112 and minus 118 is your price. Meanwhile, if you're looking at the Blue Jays, you're going to be finding them as good as a plus 105, as bad as minus 105. 
A lot of places have an eight and a half on the total right now at DraftKings. You're finding really the lone eight that I am seeing, but with regards to the DK Nation pick, I'm going to be taking a look at the Toronto Blue Jays because you do have yourself a Yankees team that I've been very impressed by what you've been able to get out of this bullpen. They've actually been the best team with regards to bullpen pitching out there in the American League, but Jordan Montgomery is someone that sometimes leaves you holding your breath just a little bit. Wound up having right around a 3-9-ish ERA last season, so that is something that is neither great nor bad, but Ross Rippling is a former all-star starter for the Blue Jays. Now, things have not necessarily went as well for him when it was a case in which you wound up having him go to Toronto, but where he's actually been able to do his best work has been in the Rogers Center because we know that with the Blue Jays, they've moved around quite a bit the last few years. They were playing games in Dunedin, Florida. They were playing games in Buffalo, but you take a look at what he's done throughout his career in the Rogers Center. He's pitched in nine career games. He's actually got a buck 82 ERA, so he has had great success whenever he's pitched in the city of Toronto in his tenure with the Blue Jays and other places hasn't necessarily been so great, and with the Blue Jays, it is a decent bullpen. It's not a great bullpen, but you've got Yimi Garcia, you've got Adam Simber, you've got a lot of guys that they didn't wind up having to get used up in their series against the Boston Red Sox, or at minimum, did not wind up getting used up in their game on Sunday, and that's going to be able to help them out. Meanwhile, the Yankees had to throw out their oldest Chapman. They had to throw out their quite a few other, other trustworthy guys in that win that they wound up getting over the Kansas City Royals, so that is going to be a little bit of an issue for them. Now, you take a look at what you're able to get out of this Yankees lineup. Aaron Judge and also you've got Aaron Judge and Anthony Rizzo having combined 17 home runs this season. That is very impressive as you take a look at the MLB as a whole. You don't have a single team that doubles them to this point this season. Right now, the high watermark with regards to home runs, ironically enough, it's these two teams with 31 home runs. So these two guys all by themselves, they got at minimum 55% of the home runs that any individual team has. And combined, they've got more home runs than, I believe now, seven or eight different teams. So it is very intriguing to see what you're able to get there. But when it comes to the Toronto Blue Jays, you know that some of these guys are going to come around and they're going to be able to hit. Bo Bichette wound up having a rough start to the season. In the last eight days, he's been able to supply a pair of homers, including having a grand slam in that series against the Boston Red Sox. So he's able to come through for you. Vlagero Jr., he's hit six home runs. He's got 16 RBIs. So... These guys have been relatively solid, and you still got guys like Santiago Espinel were able to get on Mason for the Yankees. You do have a couple guys that have been a little bit rough. It's been a bad year for Joey Gallo to say the least, and McCastro's not been able to get on base for this team as well. So I do think that there's a little bit of an advantage there, and you do take a look at it, and these two teams have a little bit of familiarity with each other. It wound up being a 2-2 split when these two teams wound up playing a four-game set out there in New York, so this is pretty much one to settle the score, and I've got faith that Russ Ripley Going to be able to land a relatively solid start. And I do think that this is a Blue Jays team that they are going to be able to get online with their offense. It's been a bunch has been relying a little bit too much on the deep ball thus far. But you've noticed that the batting average has been able to climb. And if you take a look at that series that they wound up having against the Astros, really aside from game two of that series, pitching has been very solid here for the Blue Jays. So I'm going to be taking a look at the Blue Jays, seeing them as a very slight underdog in this spot at home. Very appealing to me. And when it comes to this total, I do think that that's the interesting part as well. We talked in our number one with Dave Tooley about all the unders that we've been seeing in Major League Baseball. And I do think that there is something to it. I wound up saying my total at 8.3 with the way that Stripling has been able to pay, play in Toronto. And the Blue Jays Rogers Center, it's not necessarily hitter friendly. It's not necessarily pitcher friendly. It's one of the more neutral ballparks you're going to find out there in Montgomery. 
he does an okay job of being able to limit the deep ball. So I'm going to be taking a look at an 8.5 under. At an 8, I'd be taking a look at an over. But right now, DraftKings is pretty much the only market that you're finding an 8 in. You're finding mostly 8.5s. I'm out here in Vegas. I don't have access to DraftKings. So looking at an 8.5 under personally. And I'm going to be taking a look at the Toronto Blue Jays as my line. I set them more around a minus 125 favorite. With regards to the other New York team, the Mets, well, unfortunately, their game is currently off the board. It's hard to give you too much of a price when you don't know what the price is. But with that said, if you're looking at this game, I'd be willing to lay up to about a minus 118 with regards to the New York Mets. We just need to find out a little bit more as to if we wind up getting a price because where I'm at right now, Circa, they've actually been one of the better markets for putting out openers overnight when you wind up finding about out about some of these starters after they like 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock because you'll have a lot of teams that they're a little bit to be determined going into game one, game two of a series, and then you'll have the manager at their post-game presser decide, oh, we're going to use Skippy McSkipperson for game number two or something like that. Circa's been on the ball. They've been able to do a great job when you wind up having some of these starters get scratched for openers. They do a nice job of being able to refresh those. So hopefully we can get you guys a little bit of a number by the end of the show here. But as of right now, that is a game that is currently off the board. But with that said, we do have quite a bit of American League action that is going to be going down on Monday. And I do think that it's going to be intriguing to take a look at this one as you've got the Seattle Mariners in the red face off against the Houston Astros. Jake Odorizzi going for the Astros. Marco Gonzalez for the Seattle Mariners. This is 9-11, 9-12 on the betting board with the Astros. Find themselves as high as a minus 130 favorite. I'm seeing about as low as a minus 122-ish. And if you're taking a look at a total, most places have this at 8.5. I'm seeing a straight 9 out there, but most places it's an 8.5 total. The over is ranging with the juice anywhere between a minus 105 to a minus 115. And I do take a look at this game, and I do think that we've went a little bit too low with regards to this total because the Mariners have really been able to pick it up with regards to their bats. Mariners last year, they were at the bottom of the league with regards to batting average, but they were able to get the job done and be able to win 90-plus games last season because they did wind up having very good bullpen pitching. They were able to do a solid job in those one-run games, being able to get clutch inning in general. That's something that just year to year and over the long term is not necessarily the most sustainable thing. So they wind up going out in the offseason. They pick up Adam Frazier. They pick up Jesse Winker. They pick up so many of these guys. They're able to make contributions. So I give them a lot of credit with that regard. But you do take a look at this season. Astros team, man. Even though they wound up losing that series to the Toronto Blue Jays, pitching has not been too bad for this team. Now, bullpen does have a couple question marks, especially with Ryan Presley currently being out of the full. But what I find to be so fascinating about the Houston Astros right now, their strikeout numbers, if you take a look at them in both 2020 and 2021, they had the fewest strikeouts on a per-at-bat basis in all baseball. And they're still in the top 10 with that regard this season. They're number 26 in the league with regards to batting average. The only teams... They're below them in terms of batting average in the American League. The Kansas City Royals and the Oakland A's. And I do think that that's worth taking a look at moving forward because, ironically enough, the Kansas City Royals have by far the fewest strikeouts out there in the league. To put it to you this way, with regards to most strikeouts in the league, that's the Baltimore Orioles at 214. And most of these teams, they played between 21 and 23 games. The low mark is the Kansas City Royals at 146, which I find that to be so interesting. And Take a look at it. And a lot of these teams that they don't strike out very much, they still don't have great batting averages, which I find baffling. They're just putting balls in play. And they're not fighting a hole right now. So that has been interesting to take a look at with regards to Major League Baseball and probably something that you want to be taking note of because 
when you wind up having a team just consistently being able to make contact and not finding a hole, typically you're going to find a little bit of positive regression. Now, with the Royals, not as much hard contact with them, but getting back to the Houston Astros, you've got to feel like some of these guys are going to be able to pick it up a tad. Now, Jose Altuve has been dealing with a little bit of an injury for this team, but we've seen it with quite a few of their normal guys that wind up being able to take over. They've just gotten off to rough starts. Now, the good news for them, Jordan Alvarez, he's hunting above a 250. He's been able to give the team six home runs. That has been solved. Chaz McCormick, whenever he's been out there, he's been able to do a nice job for the team. But the guys that they've been banking on, like a Jose Siri, they have not necessarily been able to come to the forefront. But then you do take a look at what you're able to get out of the Seattle Mariners team as well. Mitch Hanniger, a guy that wound up having 38 to 39 home runs last season. He's back on the injured list for this team. The former Astro, Abraham Toro, has been off to a little bit of a rough start to the year as well. After Eugenio Suarez wound up having a big start to begin the year. He's regressing to the guy that's hitting right around the middle of the line of a 200 now. Always brings a lot of power, but that said, not a guy that's able to do a great job of getting on for average. And what you want to be watching for in this game as well, Marco Gonzalez. He wound up leaving his last start after getting just one out. He was dealing with a little bit of, I believe it was a wrist injury. And that has me questioning him a little bit because this is already a guy that winds up giving up hard contact. You've got to feel like positive progression is going to be coming through for this Astros lineup. And I do think that it's going to be happening against a guy in Gonzalez who's already given up four home runs this season. So I'm willing to lay up to about a minus 135 here with the Astros. And something that I'm always willing to do, I'm always willing to have William Hill on this show because he does amazing work over here at VEASAN. We're going to be chatting some NBA with him next right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. On a summer night in Paris, American artist Lee Krasner is drifting off to sleep when the phone rings. On the line, news that her husband, Jackson, is dead. Jackson, as in the painter Jackson Pollock. He might, to this day, be the most mythologized figure in American art. But how much of the story that we've been told about him is just that, a myth? On Death of an Artist Season 2, Krasner and Pollock, the story about how the art world changed forever. And the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting. Just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, 
We've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Slow and steady when stacks of cash join Old Forester's Turkey. Turtle Derby Challenge and compete for your share of $5,000. Enter into a free-to-play pool and make your own Turtle Derby predictions for a shot to be able to share all the cash. Head over to DraftKings.com slash Old Forester now to get in on the action. Old Forester never gets old. 21 years or older. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com for details and, as always, drink responsibly as it is a look at with myself, Greg Pearson. That has me, by the way, very intrigued. I want to see the names of these turtles in the Turtle Derby, and I just want to pick the one with the most random name, like Old Bob the Turtle. I can imagine that being absolutely incredible, but it doesn't compare to what we've got right now. As not the Will Hill on Twitter is joining me. William Hill does a great job. He covers a little bit of everything for us over here at VEASAN. Does great work with Point Spread Weekly, and he also does a great job with the New York City cast as well. And, Will, great to have you on tonight. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I got my uh, 2022 Turtle Mock Draft coming out pretty soon, so uh, stay tuned for that. All right. I'm going to need to put together a spreadsheet, and we're going to need to get all the names in there. And you wind up getting extra points if your name has Bob in it. So (laughs) there's that handicap of it, but... With that said, how about if we take a look at a sport in which names don't necessarily matter as much as we wind up seeing some very intriguing NBA action on Sunday. And we, before we wind up getting into what we wind up seeing on Sunday, how about if we first take a look at what I think is the biggest storyline right now in the NBA? Joel Embiid, obviously not going to be playing in game one for Heat versus 76ers. And saw a dramatic line move in this one. 76ers, they're finding themselves a 7.5 point underdog in. I was posing this question in hour number one. I just don't necessarily know what sort of a look the 76ers are going to be given at the Heat because the Heat, they've got the advantage down low. But with that said, I do think that the 76ers have a shot to be able to stay in this game. I just, once again, don't know necessarily what the rotation is going to look like for them. Yeah, I mean, this is a Philly team that I thought could really beat Miami. I know Miami has them in depth. Uh, they have home court, you know, maybe give a little edge for coaching as well. I think that's fair. Uh, Spolster, who's won championships, you know, coached in big games. Uh, but look, you know, the Sixers, I thought they had the better starting five. When in, when in beating hard in that two-man game, nobody's really been able to stop it. Now, you take the big fill out of the mix, this is really tough, a, a tough ask for Philly. Now, uh, Woj came out with a report today. There's some optimism. He'd come back for game three or game four. That's a big difference because if it's game three, hey, you might have lost the first two on the road anyway. If you get him back for game three at this point and he's good to go, you know what? You win game three, you're down 2-1 again. We're looking ahead here, but you, you know what? You got a puncher's chance. Uh, maybe even, who knows, you shoot a bunch of threes in these two games, you win one of them, you're 1-1 going back, then you get Embiid back. Hey, you're in really good shape. That being said, boy, they're going to need a 
big time throwback performance from Harden, who's I think capable of it. I mean, it, it's funny when they first got him, he looked like the Harden of old, and you know, the middle of the season, the middle of his uh, tenure with Philly, he just like looked like old Harden. Uh, the other night against Toronto, that Thursday night game, he looked young, he looked spry, he looked, you know, like he had some juice in his legs. He was able to beat opponents off the dribble. He was able to finish at the hoop. So I think that's a big key. I think if you get Harden, look, if Harden can drop 38 tomorrow, uh, you know, maybe you just got a puncher's chance again, shoot a bunch of threes, see what happens. Remember, Miami's not fully healthy either. Lowry's out. Butler missed the last game with knee tendonitis, I think it was. So, uh, you know, we've seen crazier things. I think if you're Philly, you could somehow get one of these games in Miami, get the big fellow back. That's kind of the path here to uh, to competing in this series. Yep, I agree with you there. And I do think that it could be a case in which for the 76ers, Got to really be taking a look at small ball here because Tobias Harris is really your only guy that's able to give you reliably five plus rebounds per game. I think that we might see a little bit more out of George Niang, but I do think that the key for the 76ers is going to be Tyrese Maxey because Maxey wound up absolutely tearing it up when it came to three-point shooting in the early part of that series against the Toronto Raptors. And I take a look at what Maxey is going to be able to do, and I think that his player props, along with how this game winds up going from a spread standpoint, might be a little bit correlated because if you wind up having Maxie go off for north of 20 points, if he's able to bury a bunch of threes, I feel like the 76ers might be able to steal one of these games. If he winds up having a dud and the Miami Heat do a good job on him on defense, I don't think the Sixers have any shot without Joel Embiid. Yeah, and maybe if you're Philly, you dust off Paul Reed. I know some people that follow the team think he should be playing more, that he's kind of underrated, that there's some potential there. So, hey, we've seen crazier things than a team with James Harden, Maxie, Tobias Harris win a game. It's not like this Heat team is, you know, the 98 Bulls or anything. This is a, um, you know, a Sixers team that can compete, again, without without Embiid. It's just tough because this would have been such a competitive, such a fun series. Uh, hopefully we get Embiid back for game three and we can kind of get a glimpse in terms of, what this series should have been. And I think the line move is indicative where, uh, you know, they were minus a dollar, $60, 70 Friday afternoon, Friday night, kind of out of nowhere. Shams t- tweets out that, you know, he's out and there's no timetable for, for his return. And now we're looking at a heater, a minus 400 minus 450 favorite for this series. So obviously that's uh, not having to be, that's what it does to the line. Yeah, it certainly does steam it up. And I do think that maybe it's went a little bit too far on the heat. Once you yes. wind up approaching $4, the, not necessarily great there. And we really saw with all these series going into it, the ones that we wound up seeing on Sunday and the ones that are going to be tipping off on Monday, the favorite were all at least minus $2. Now, I wanted coming on here yesterday, if I was taking a look at any underdog, it was going to be the Milwaukee Bucks because, I mean, it's a good old Ric Flair mentality. In order to be the champ, you've got to beat the champ. And I do think that that championship pedigree, having Giannis, they should not have been priced as unfairly as they should as they were. I would have made the Celtics more around like a minus 140, minus 150 personally. I don't know if you want to take a look at these series prices and you liked any of the underdog or hey, maybe you maybe thought one of those teams should have been north of a $2 favorite, but was there any series in particular that you thought it might have been mispriced a little bit? Yeah, I mean, I, I certainly favored Boston slightly over Milwaukee, but look, this is Milwaukee. Like you said, this is the defending champ, and I know they don't have Middleton, but Plus a dollar eighty. That's getting a little out of control. I guess it's uh it's about around a pick 'em now. Minus one thirty actually for the Bucks at DraftKings. Yeah, I think that's tempting on Milwaukee. Now we've seen this story before where a team steals game one on the road and you know people assume that it's their series to win. I don't I wouldn't go there yet. I would assume Boston to get back even um in game two. We're one one and then hey, we're looking at a long competitive series. 
you know, we saw in Memphis, Minnesota, Minnesota wins comfortably in game one in Memphis before, you know, it, Memphis buries them in game two and, you know, wins the series in six. It happens a lot. That being said, it should be a hell of a series because, uh, you know, I do think Boston does some things very uniquely qualified to handle Giannis. You know, they have Horford, they have Robert Williams, Grant Williams, all this length to throw at Giannis. But the other side of the ball, uh, you know, this is not a, a Brooklyn team that Boston just swept and beat up on that small and bad defensively. The Bucks have some length. They can defend. Uh, and look, not only do they have the best player on the in the series, they have the best player on the planet right now in Giannis. And we've seen today his passing is just much improved. He is a dominant force. So, uh, you know, I think Milwaukee, even without Middleton, has a really good chance to move on in this series. Uh, the other one, look, Golden State, I think that was the chance today for Memphis to, to win that game with Draymond being tossed out in the first half. You're home. Now Golden State, you know, who was a favorite to begin with, now they control home court. Uh, if they don't find a way to win game two, Memphis, we could be looking at a sweep, could be looking at a five-game series anyway. Uh, I think this is setting up for a Golden State-Phoenix Western Conference final, which would be a hell of a final. I mean, that would be a great, great Western Conference final. Oh, I am in total agreement with you there. I do think that you're going to be seeing a case which in the West, we could wind up getting the Phoenix Suns going up against the going up against the Memphis Grizzlies and that or I should say the Phoenix Suns going up against the Golden State Warriors and that would be absolutely incredible to take a look at that and when it comes to what we're going to be able to get out of the Phoenix Suns for Monday they're going to be facing off against the Mavericks right now we're finding the Mavericks as a six-point underdog I do think that this is a little bit fascinating as well because I do think that the Suns are going to be able to get it done I don't think it's going to be a sweep but if I'm looking at a favorite here I do think that the Suns have a chance to be able to win this game rather comfortably. I'm not sure what your thoughts are here, but I do think that with the Mavericks, they do wind up being able to grab at least one game in this series, but I feel like this might be a relatively bad matchup for the Mavericks. Yeah, I think it's a pretty good matchup for the Suns. You have Bridges to put on Doncic. Uh, like you said, there's, you know, if Booker's healthy, if Booker's healthy, this is probably Suns in six. If he's not, I mean, look, I just said it's probably Phoenix Golden State in the conference finals. If Booker is still, you know, that hamstring injury is lingering, Dallas is dangerous. Luka is just an incredible player. They defend well. You know, they play with a small lineup. They don't really have that uh, prototypical rim protection, that, yet they still do a great job of not allowing good shots at the rim. Kidd's done a good job. You know, his third go-around here as a head coach. I, I've been really impressed with Jason Kidd and the Mavs. That being said, Phoenix, that's a great home court. That's a deep team. That's a really good team. Uh, what Paul did in that closeout game, game six. I know a lot of people were probably watching the NFL draft, but you know, to, to, to go Don Larson there and go 14 for 14 and pitch a perfect game in that kind of environment was really impressive. So uh, Phoenix in six is probably the one I would play there. I'm sure we'll probably get like a plus 350, something like that. I would expect Phoenix to, Phoenix to win the series. Probably won't go seven, probably won't be a sweep. So somewhere in that six game range. Yep, I'm looking at this. It's going to be five or six in my opinion, depending upon what you wind up touching upon what we're going to be able to get out of Devin Booker, just how much slash how little we wind up seeing out of him. And we always get the best out of Will Hill on this show. You always do a terrific job. And the New York City cast, I know you're holding it down there. You're putting out episodes every week, and you do a great job of it. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. All right, Hoops. Appreciate it. Check it out, guys. VEASAN.com slash podcast, New York City cast. Thanks for having me on. A big thanks to William Hill for joining me right here on The Look at It. Coming up next, going to dive a little bit more into that Mavericks versus Suns game. Ice cold beers and cooled hard cash. Join the action on the pitch with Heineken 2022 Soccer Prediction. Compete in 20 free-to-play pools 
this season for your shot at $100,000 in total cash prizes. Head on over to DraftKings.com Heineken now to start your run to victory. Heineken, beer made better. 21 years or older, terms and conditions, and other eligibility restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com for details, and as always, drink responsibly as it is a look at with myself, Greg Peterson, and got to give a big thanks to Will Hill. Delivered the goods in the last segment. Always does a great job, and you're able to catch his New York City cast wherever you find your podcast. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, list goes on and on. And I have to give a thanks to all the men behind the scenes that do a great job of being able to make things all good, clean, everything like that. We actually wound up having a little bit of a electrical shortage on the desk, and these guys were able to get it figured out because they are the best in the business. Taylor was able to help out with that. He typically helps out on audio. He winds up becoming... I guess a little bit of a double with regards to taking a look at the electrical situation. So big thanks to him. We wind up posting up every single hour that we do on shows like here on the look at shows like follow the money list goes on and on. You're able to catch that on visa.com slash podcast. I know that Oliver does a great job holding it down there. Dakota is our technical director. And I was asking, should we wind up giving him some sort of a nickname? Apparently he wants to go by Dak. So we're going to go we're going to go Dak for Dakota there. I was wondering if I should say it in my old, I guess you call it Wisconsin accent, because when you're from the Midwest, you wind up just having an accent that you can bust out at any given time. So there's that. And then you've got my technical, or you've also got my producer, I should say, and Jason. He does an absolutely terrific job being able to book all these great guests. So everyone behind the scenes, they do absolutely amazing work. And it is amazing what we've all got with regards to the sports scene in general, because you've got the NHL playoffs getting started up. We've got the NBA playoffs in full force. We want it just coming out of the NFL draft. Baseball is in full swing. So we've got a lot going on. And what we were talking about towards the end of our chat with Will Hill is what we're taking a look at with regards to the Western Conference. And we have the Dallas Mavericks and the Phoenix Suns beginning their series on Monday. And right now, as it stands, the Mavericks are finding themselves anywhere between five and a half and six point underdogs. You're finding a lot of places like DraftKings. Go to a five and a half, but you're going to find a little bit of minus 115, minus 120 issues on the Phoenix Sunset. Total on this game, finding it in the realm of about a 214 and a half to a 215. And I do think that this is an intriguing case because we were talking about it with Will. The fact that we got injuries really on both sides for both of these teams. It's been a little bit of a case in which Devin Booker, we all know that he has been dealing with a little bit of an injury. So what you're going to be able to get out of him in this series it's something that you really want to be taking a look at because I do think that if you're able to get a full Devin Booker for this series, that's going to be very, very solid. If you're able to just get him out there in general, that is going to be very helpful. And I think that the Suns actually wound up getting fined for not being as transparent as they should have been with the Devin Booker injury as well. So that winds up obviously causing things to be a little bit more of a roll of the dice there because he wanted coming back in game six. Necessarily look 100%, wound up having just 13 points, but just being able to get him back out there on the floor and having him for pretty much the entirety of the series, that is going to be helpful for them. And then obviously, Luke Doncic is a man that wound up dealing with an injury towards the front half of that series with the Jazz, winds up coming back and really at his best game in game six. 24 points, nine rebounds, eight assists, was able to be a very good stat sheet suffer. And even though he wound up having fewer points than he did in game five, the fact that he was feeling like it was a little bit more efficient with him. He was able to do some nice things in crunch time. That was big as well. But you do take a look at the Mavericks. And I do think that they wound up benefiting just a little bit from the fact that you did wind up having some of those guys without Luka Doncic 
be able to step up and take on bigger roles. Jalen Brunson, someone that we all remember from his college days, he's become himself a pretty good pro as in that series, we wound up seeing him put up 27 and a half points per game. So he was a big reason why the team was able to get by the Utah Jazz. Someone that's able to do a solid job of being able to facilitate. Obviously, he's not quite Luka Doncic, especially when it comes to being able to hit the glass. And that is something that you want to be thinking to look at. What are you going to be able to get down low out of guys like a Reggie Bullock, like a Dorian Finney-Smith? Because I think that the biggest matchup nightmare that you've got for this Dallas Mavericks team is trying to go up against DeAndre Ayton. Because when DeAndre Ayton is on his game, he's one of the best pure post players in the just world in general. And then you take a look at what you're able to get out of Chris Paul as well. That makes it just even more scary because Chris Paul is just so incredibly efficient. We wound up seeing him not miss a shot in that closeout game for the Phoenix Suns. And then on top of that, he wound up having that two-game stretch in round number one where he wound up having, I believe it was 27 assists to zero turnovers. Might have been 26, but he was able to do just an absolutely amazing job of just being so surgical, putting it on guys, making sure that the ball wound up getting taken care of. And that's a really big deal. Just being able to have clean possessions just makes it so much easier in general. And that's for any form of basketball, whether you're taking a look at the WNBA, whether you're taking a look at college basketball, whether you're just taking a look at your son's high school game or something like that. I mean, just look at those clean possessions, giving yourselves more opportunities to score than the other team. That is paramount. And the one thing that Luka Doncic does wind up falling prey to oftentimes is turnovers. He's someone that you're in and you're out. He's towards the top of the league during the regular season this year. Four and a half turnovers. He's been averaging right around four turnovers per game here in the postseason. And when it comes to Chris Paul, you're just not going to have those. So I do think that that is something that needs to be taken note of. And then you take a look at what you're able to get out of Mikhail Bridges for the Phoenix Suns as well. Able to be very versatile for this team. Not necessarily a master of anything, but a guy that's able to be sort of a Swiss Army knife guy. He's able to come in give you some relatively solid scoring. He's able to give you a couple rebounds. Good on-ball defender. That'll give you a steal per game. It'll dole out the ball. That's something that is going to be very big for the team because the Mavericks, they just don't have as much depth. They don't have as many guys that can be sort of that master of none, but very good at a wide variety of things sort of guys. So I do think that that is going to be very important in this series as a whole. And if there is a team that I feel like they weren't being as big of a favorite as they are, with regards to the line, it probably would be the Phoenix Suns. Right now, you're finding the minus $3 on the series price. Personally, I wouldn't be taking a look at laying $3 here. I'd be looking to be able to reduce the juice a little bit. But I have a tough time saying that this is out of line by any stretch of the imagination. I do think that the Phoenix Suns, in my opinion, they should be able to get it done in five. I know that Will was saying that he likes maybe a little bit more of an exact at six. I think that you're probably going to see a little bit more of a gentleman sweep here. But... When it comes to mismatches here in the postseason, I do take a look at it, and I do think that the Phoenix Suns, they've got one of the better ones out there. And if you're just taking a look at the series prices in general, I, I want to bring it up with the Phoenix Suns, the fact that they're at minus $3. It is still a case in which you've got some relatively lopsided prices because going into all these series, all the favorites were at minimum minus $2. The closest one was the Celtics versus Bucks series. And now that the Bucks were able to take game one, you're finding them at a minus 130. We'll dive into them into the, in a second. With the Warriors being able to take game one, they're now minus 550 on the series price. I mean, should the Warriors be able to win this series? Yes. Would I be willing to lay a minus 150 or minus 550 on this? No, there's that. And then with the Heat 
and the 76er series. Right now, DraftKings, you're finding the Heat more around a minus 350 to the EPA favorite in the series. That'd be a sizable one. Yes, have we went a little bit out of line, especially with the fact that Joel Embiid might be able to return in game three, game four. I think so on that as well. But with that said, with the Bucks versus the Celtics series, I think that this is actually a pretty solid number right here. I don't think that there's necessarily too much value with the Celtics because I thought coming in that the Bucks they should have been prior to game one, right around, a, uh, it should have been the Celtics being more around a minus 140 to a minus 150. That puts the Bucks more around a plus 120 to a plus 130. So I did think that you were getting some very solid pre-series value on the Milwaukee Bucks. Now, the big thing for the Bucks is being able to back up the really defensive effort that they wound up having in game one because you wound up seeing just 19 points in that fourth quarter out of the Boston Celtics. Celtics, they were able to go 18 of 50 from three-point range, but when you're always seeing up there, 53-point shots, I recognize that in this day and age of the NBA, it is becoming a little bit more of that outside shot, but still, 53 is probably a couple too many in that spot, and what really impressed me about the Bucks as well being able to win that rebound battle by a count of 54 to 48 because I did figure that the time lord, Robert Williams, was going to do a little bit more in this one. He did wind up getting into a little bit of foul trouble, but you take a look at his plus minus, and it wasn't great for either he nor Grant Williams. So the Bucks did a nice job of being able to control things down low, and what I thought was very intriguing about the Milwaukee Bucks is they are now giving this guy a couple more minutes, and he's a good defensive stopper for them. Javon Carter, I think that he goes under the radar because this is not a guy that's going to have his player prop totals set at like double figures in terms of points. This is not someone that's going to go score shirts from three-point range, but he was a very solid defender while he was at West Virginia, one of the best in all of college basketball in the last few years. He's come over to the NBA. He's brought that gritty style. He doesn't necessarily get the same amount of love as someone like even Jose Alvarado wound up getting over there in New Orleans, but I think that he's a big key for the Milwaukee Bucks. His plus-minus was 25, and we wound up seeing on Sunday, and I think that he's going to be able to do a good job of being able to bottle up some of these Celtics guards. So I do think that that's something to take a look at moving forward. And moving forward, we want to take a little bit more of a look at the MLB as well. Coming up next, we're going to hit on what we're going to be seeing with regards to the MLB slate for Monday right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s... I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. 
I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. On a summer night in Paris, American artist Lee Krasner is drifting off to sleep when the phone rings. On the line, news that her husband, Jackson, is dead. Jackson, as in the painter Jackson Pollock. He might, to this day, be the most mythologized figure in American art. But how much of the story that we've been told about him is just that, a myth? On Death of an Artist, season two, Krasner and Pollock, the story about how the art world changed forever, and the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting. Just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. The VSIN Spring Special is here for just $59. You get everything that we do out here at VSIN now through the end of July. For the next few months, we've got the best betting content in the business right here at VSIN.com. Subscribers will have access to all of it. Like Adam Burke with his daily MLB best bets. John Von Tobel, he's got his best bets over there in the NBA all the way through the finals. Andy McNeil, he's got you covered with regards to the NHL and Stanley Cup playoffs. We'll get lots of preseason coverage for you guys as well, not to mention the uh, Ancillary sports as well, like golf, UFC, USFL, NASCAR, Kentucky Derby. That betting guide is going to be coming your way in a few weeks. We've got you covered on all of it. If you want the full VSIN experience, which includes daily best bet emails, every single additional point spread weekly, betting tools, live video stream, it's just $59 now through July 31st. You're able to subscribe here at VEASAN.com slash spring. As it is the look at with myself, Greg Spears. And big thanks to all the guys that have joined me here on the show already tonight. Dave Tooley wound up joining me a little bit earlier in the first hour along with Wayne Colucci. And then here in hour number two, it was Adam Hill. In the final hour, David Behrman does a great job over there at ESPN. He's going to be joining me. We're going to do a pair of segments with him, taking a look at everything that we wound up getting with regards to the NFL draft. Going to talk a little bit of baseball with him as well. And that's what we're going to be doing right here as well. Not necessarily so much the NFL chat, but we got a lot of baseball that's going to be on the card for this Monday. So how about if we dive into it? And I do think that this is one to take note of because I think that the price is going to be rising a little bit. How about if we wind up going 907, 908 on the betting board? Minnesota Twins hit the road face off against the Baltimore Orioles. We got Tyler Wells is going to be going for the Orioles and Chris Paddock going to be going for the Twins. This is a total that opened up at eight. We have seen it move to a seven half and when it comes to the Twins, finding them as high as a minus 155. But if you wind up taking a look out there, you're able to find as low as about a minus 143, minus 145-ish. And that's what I'm taking a look at. I was able to find a little bit earlier in the day a lot of minus 145s, minus 150s. And I was willing to lay up to a minus 151 personally on the Twins' money line. 
Not necessarily wanting to go too much uh, with regards to a run line here when it comes to the Minnesota Twins because even though the Twins have been actually really good on offense recently, they have scored five-plus runs in five out of their last six games, which that cannot be said for too many teams out there in Major League Baseball this season. This has been a Baltimore Orioles team that has been very good to the under this season. You take a look at the Baltimore Orioles. They have played six overs, 15 unders, and a push. That is 71.4% of the under. That is by far the best in a league in which I've seen a bunch of unders. And by the way, if you're looking at it, you've had four teams play more overs than unders this season. Two of them have been by merely one game in the Rockies and the Philadelphia Phillies. Both of these teams, 11 overs, 10 unders, and one to two pushes, depending upon the team. And then you've had the Reds play 12 overs, 9 unders at a push, and the Cleveland Guardians, 12 overs, 10 unders. So it has been very much an under season thus far in Major League Baseball. But you do take a look at this Orioles team. They've got a bullpen that has actually been not terrible this season. Very strange for me to say because typically... If you've been betting baseball like I have the last few seasons, you've always wanted to say it's like, oh yeah, the Orioles bullpen, they are going to completely light this one on fire. 372 bullpen ERA. I'm not going to go out here and say that this team is like the 27 Yankees or anything like that, but you know what? That's relatively respectable, and you do trot out there a guy, Tyler Wells, that probably their least trustworthy starter. We're going to call it what it is. This is someone that was actually a bullpen piece last season, and Got a north of five-year-A, someone who has walks per nine, not necessarily too great with that regard either. Hasn't been able to lend a lot of length, so a bullpen that has been relatively solid, but I do expect regression from, well, the regression winds up coming quicker and quicker as the innings wind up adding up further and further. And then you take a look at Chris Paddock, and he's been able to do a solid job here with the Minnesota Twins. Nothing terrible, right around a 3-6-ERA for him thus far, but what I find interesting about Paddock is that he's made three starts thus far, for the Minnesota Twins, has given up just one walk and zero home runs. And that's the thing with Paddock. He's not going to give guys a free pass, and he's going up against the Baltimore Orioles team that they have been a struggling when it comes to bats. It's a big reason why they haven't been able to hit all these unders. You want to seeing them bust out a little bit more against the Boston Red Sox on Sunday as they were able to do a nice job. They were able to put up nine runs in that game, but they currently lead the league in strikeouts. They've got 11 home runs. The only team that really has put up fewer home runs this season is the Detroit Tigers. And to put this into perspective, the Orioles right now have 11 home runs. Anthony Rizzo by himself has nine. And on his same team, Aaron Judge has eight. So Aaron Judge and Anthony Rizzo have 17 home runs. The Orioles as a team have 11. That is not necessarily too terrific right there. You've got an Orioles team that their on-base percentage is a 304. That is one of the worst that you're going to find out there in the league. You've got a few other teams that have just not been able to draw walks like Oh, I don't know. The Cincinnati Reds will have lost 17 out of their last 18 games. Reds are going to be having an off day on Monday, but the off day is right now laying a run in half, and I don't advise you to wind up taking the Cincinnati Reds. I mean, it's just really bad what we're seeing with them right now. But with that said, you do take a look at this Orioles team, and just a case in which you don't have a lot of guys being able to get on base. The only person that wound up entering into their game on Sunday with north of a 250 batting average was actually Austin. I always like to call him Austin the Say Ace Kid because he does a good job out there in the outfield, but it certainly is a case in which you don't necessarily have a lot of firepower. And it's interesting to take a look at the Minnesota Twins because they wound up getting off to a little bit of a rough start to the season with regards to bats, but Byron Buxton, just him being out there on the field, I feel like he's one of the most impactful players in all of baseball. He wound up missing six games already this season, yet he's got 
six home runs, he's been able to do a great job with his batting average. And if you take a look at a tweet that was put out by Jeff Passan about a week or so ago, the Minnesota Twins, whenever he's off the field, they're about a 72-win team. When he's out there on the field, they're trending towards being about a 100-win team. He is very impactful. Maybe not as impactful as Mike Trout, but a guy that I think is going to be able to say in that MVP on. And then you take a look a little bit past that. It's a Minnesota Twins bullpen that it is struggling a little bit. They wind up losing Jorge Alcala. He's on the injured list. And Emilio Pagan is just not good. I mean, you wind up seeing him with the San Diego Padres last season. He was giving up more than a home run and half for nine innings. That's a guy that you really can't trust him. But when it comes to having Luis Arise, Longy, or Shelby be able to get on base, that is pretty rock solid for this Minnesota Twins team. And fortunately for them, they do have a guy in Chris Paddock that's able to give them a lot of innings and for a bullpen that hasn't necessarily been so great. They're going up against a Baltimore Orioles team that they've just been ghastly bad on offense. And I said, I do think that this is a little bit too low of a total. This is a Twins team that they've been very much trending as an over team recently. You even wind up seeing it in their last few games against the Tampa Bay Rays. They were put up a lot of runs in that series. So I do take a look at this total, set it at an 8.2. I like the over. And when it comes to the run line, because... It's been a roll of the dice with regards to run line. You take a look at some of these run line trends, and I think that this is something that has also gotten lost in this Major League Baseball season because we're all talking about the unders. We're not necessarily talking about the fact that short underdogs have been bad and long underdogs have actually been good. And something else that we're not talking about, trying to wind up getting favorites to be able to cover a run and a half. Thus far this season, 203 favorites have won game straight up. In those 203 wins, 49 of them have been by approximately one run. So right around doing the quick math, about 24-ish percent of these wins come by approximately one run. So that is something that you very much do want to take note of. And if you want to get a little bit more specific with this, because as we know, you wind up losing your ninth inning when you're up by a count of like five to four if you're the home team. Home favorites, they're 132 and 84 straight up this season. Home favorites on the run line have won 92 times. So we've seen 40 home favorites with 134 wins win by approximately one run. So this is obviously a number that winds up going down a little bit more on the road. And road favorites, by the way, 71 and 42 straight up. So that is something that you want to be taking a little bit of note of because right now home favorites or away favorites, I should say, 62.8%. And they've been able to cover the run line in all but nine of these wins. So these road favorites, they've actually been able to come through. But when you take a look at the run line of this game, when it comes to Twins versus the Orioles, right now you're only getting a right around a plus 108 to a plus 110 with regards to that run line. I would rather take the money line here just because you want to be playing a little bit safe, just because with diminished offense, that means that when you wind up having diminished offense and you've got a lot of totals that are, say, seven, seven and a half, Makes it more difficult to be able to win by multiple runs. So I'm taking a look at a money line personally, and I am taking a look at an over as well. But I mean, man, that is just absolutely incredible. I do think that this is a major league baseball season that being able to take a look at some of those trends, it is going to be voting very well for you because it has been a very crazy season with regards to all of the unders that we have been seeing. Though I do have to point this out as well. If you want to take a look at overs in major league baseball on Sunday, you wind up having 12 overs to three unders. So I think that that needs to be reiterated. I do think that there's going to be some positive progression with regards to overs, especially if we wind up continuing to get these overs of seven, seven and a half. List goes on and on. Because as I take a look at the board right now for this MLB Sunday, 
you don't have a single total that's above an eight and a half and the eight and a half i'm seeing most of them are juicy under so that is going to be worth taking note of and we're going to take a little bit more of a look at baseball in the final hour of the look at also going to be diving into the nba playoffs right here on vsin the sports betting network If you thought there was a sports betting offseason, think again. Our VEASAN sports betting experts are working 24-7 to keep you informed on every sport on the schedule. The over pays the same for a baseball game or a football championship, and our team grinds year-round to help improve your betting night, to help improve your betting night, to help improve your betting night, to help improve... At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.